Hello, and welcome to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast. Here, we discuss homeschooling from the African perspective and the unique challenges that come with it. If you're considering homeschooling, we hope to inspire you as you take this bold step. If you're already a homeschooler, we are here to share encouragement for this wonderful journey we are on to educate our children in the best way we can. We are your hosts, Jifa Andam and Carissa Nete Marvel. Let's dive right into today's conversation. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of Homeschool Conversations Africa. Carissa and I are excited to welcome you again today, and we are very happy to have a wonderful lady um, in our midst, a, a lovely stay-at-home mom. I got to know about her about three years ago um, before I moved to Nigeria. I was looking for anybody who's homeschooling. Even I think I didn't even know I was moving to Nigeria at the time when I started looking for homeschoolers and there were so few people, but I found her because she's been online and um, she's been a blessing to me and I know to many others. Um, this wonderful lady I'm talking about is Tomilola Olatunde. Uh, she's a blogger. You can find her on Instagram at the Cuddle blog. Uh, do check her out, but I don't want to say too much about her because she's right here and she's going to introduce herself to you <laughs> very soon. So um, welcome to me. Carissa, do you want to say anything before we begin with our plenty questions? <laughs> Just to say hi and uh, welcome to me. Thank you for making Thank the you. time Yeah, to chat with us for a bit today thank you I've, i'm a listener of your podcast so it's good to be here thank Yay. you so much it's an honor <laughs> to have you <laughs> yes it really is it really is so people have been teasing me that i always say let's dive right into i'm not going to say that today <laughs> So let's get to it, okay? <laughs> so tell me, would you please tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, okay, so my name is Tomilola Olatunde, um, and I am most, the most, um, what I see, on my priority list, right? I'm a stay-at-home mom and a homeschooling mom. Um, then I do other things like blogging, um and um, i also do um photography um product photography so those are the things that i do yeah basically that's what it is about me but majorly i'm stay at home because in a heartbeat i'll drop the other things i'm doing to focus on you know my kids so yeah nice how many kids do you have why didn't you tell our listeners (laughs) two now Okay, and their ages? Um, four, almost five in March, and like my son would say, zero years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a very little one. Congratulations on it's a hair, right? Yes. Yes. She, a he. It's a he. Oh, okay. Yeah. Congratulations on him. So two <laughs> boys. <you. laughs> I see. I see. Well. 
So, um, Tommy has told us a bit about herself, but I want to dig a bit deeper. Um, so, homeschooling, let's, let's get into homeschooling. Let's start talking about homeschooling. Homeschooling yeah. was not as popular, and it still isn't that popular, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> it wasn't as popular in Nigeria, obviously, um, when you started. Um, and listeners, sorry, that's where Tomi is based. She's, she's based in Lagos, um, Nigeria. And homeschooling wasn't popular there then, or really, truly, in most African countries before the pandemic. So that must yeah. have been quite an interesting thing for you to do um I, yeah. can you tell us about your experience what led you to it um how um, how okay. was it when you made that decision people's reactions yeah. you know okay um okay so um yeah i would say that it, it wasn't popular as far as the knowledge of people but there were quite a number of people that were still homeschooling um but for what led me to homeschooling, um, I didn't have a knowledge of homeschooling um, as at the time, three, four years ago uh, at all. But when my son was ready to go to school and all that, I tried to look for a school around my house and I didn't find anyone that was good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it got me back to talking to my husband and then we talked about it a bit and he's like, okay, even if we send him to school, he can't talk. He can't say whatever happens in school. Mm-hmm. We just send him there and just hope and pray that everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Right. And he was like, okay. And I, at the time, had a, I had a part-time job at home. Okay. You know, so I'd been working from home at the time then, you know, which wasn't popular as well. <laughs> That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <laughs> I was working, I was doing everything I was doing from home at the time. So I was like, okay, fine. Since I'm still here, there's no rush. Let me just stay with him till he's a bit older. So in saying that, oh, let me just stay, because at the time he was about one year old, 18 months. He was already going past the toys that sing, right? And so I was like, okay, fine. What do we do? So in me searching for what we would do while we wait for time for him to go to school I stumbled on homeschooling so in talking mm-hmm. about it with my husband he now told me that oh that he even knows somebody that homeschooled her children I was like oh wow you knew I didn't say anything because he didn't think that it was something that we could do so he told me about her and she homeschooling like um five of her children you know um, she moved to Nigeria, so she homeschooled her children in Nigeria as well. So then I was like, ah, so it's possible then. Okay, so I'm still, he's still young. So I mean, what is what is that much of a big deal that I can't do, mm. right? So mm. I did a lot of research. I searched and searched and searched till I got confident enough, you know. And when he was still young, it was just one activity here, one activity there, mm-hmm. keeping busy here, keeping busy there. And then it became a thing, right? And seeing where I was, you know, the reason why I started talking about it was because when I saw, I saw that, yeah, there were people 
that were homeschooling, but they were not publicly talking about it. Yeah. Mm. Which, so that's why I now started talking about it. At least if you're looking for any for information for people in Lagos, in Nigeria, that are homeschooling, you know that. We're glad possible, you did. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. I see. But um, is there a reason why you chose to continue instead of um, sending him to school when he was ready? Um, the reason why I chose to continue was because I saw results. Um, I saw results and I thought about the process again deeply mm. in the sense that you know, I was just going through what was natural to me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Your child is at this age, you send them to school. You you graduate from school, you get a job. You I wasn't wired to go against mm-hmm. the grain. I wasn't mm-hmm. wired. So what naturally came to me was just the natural progression of things. But then I thought about it deeply after we made the decision. And I'm like, okay, so why do they even why do they go to school in the first place you know i started asking a lot of wise i started asking myself as well what my experience in school was you know it wasn't pretty um especially growing up in boarding school <clears throat> and all of that I, it wasn't like I, I didn't have a good experience you know because in my own experience there it was oh you failed this exam so you have to repeat a class so because mm-hmm. i i i failed an exam i had to change schools like three times, mm. you know, because they felt I was intelligent, right? And when I got to university, I only needed to apply myself and I really aced all my exams and all of that. So I, you know, I went through a period in my life where I felt like I see I was a failure just because of a report card, mm. you know, and it extended away from secondary school to university until I had to sit down and think to myself, you know, somebody actually spoke to me and he told me, ah, you can actually be better. You can do and that. But if my parents had looked beyond the grade, you know, mm. to me as a person, they'll know that, oh, this girl, this child is intelligent. It's just, she, she's probably just playing too much or she's not, you know, focusing on studies and things like that, you know, though I've curbed it. And but I went through a whole period in my life where I felt like a failure because of school and grades right so i said i wasn't going to put my child through that you know so whatever it is that i could do to protect my child from that system as it were right so i need to do it right even if i eventually send my child to school i will still stick to the fact that i need to protect my child from the system because Mm. they can still be in school and be protected from the system yeah Mm. so that's the reason why i decided to continue Wow. Yeah, that's some food for thought. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I was listening to this podcast. I don't know if any of you have um, heard of it. It's called the Life Without School podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's this um, unschooling dad of about four children, four or five, who runs the podcast. And he talks about their, their journey with unschooling. And he made the same point about school. He was really good, like in school when he was younger. And then as he got to high school, he started to struggle. And then he had teachers telling him that he was not going to amount to anything, that like, you know, he was a failure and all of these things, just as you mentioned um, to me. And now he's he's a successful um, businessman. He has 
started and run so many um, uh, businesses in his lifetime. Yep. And it just got me thinking about how many of us carry that burden of you're not going to amount to anything just because yeah. we, we didn't get a right grade in school. You know, so that's, yeah. that's something that yeah. we need to really look at and reconsider, I think. Yeah. yeah. And the way we do it is brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're talking about this with some friends the other day. And I remember in school, they used to have these things called combined. And if you're from a big school, like your entire grade, okay, so if it's like five classes in that grade or 10 classes in that grade, mm-hmm. they take all your <laughs> all your marks and they rank you, okay? Mm-hmm. So imagine if there are 300 kids and you're mm-hmm. like 295, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> what's that going to do yeah. to your spirit? And you know, kids, kids are mean. Like, I need to tell you what they did in my own school. <laughs> okay, tell. Yeah, so kids are wicked. Yeah, they are. If you have um five Fs mm-hmm. at the end of a session, by the next session, you will scrape your head. No. Scrape <laughs> your head wow. off. Like, how's that going to help any, let's just, how's that going to help a child to do better in school, really? This is is secondary school, you scrape your head so everybody will know everybody that failed. Uh, Because you're coming back to school with skin cuts. A shaved head. (laughs) And when I mean shaved, I mean skin cuts, like, Mm. even girls. Like army style. Yeah, and they will now beat you. Man. So I know, and, and you know now the way children are when they see the one with skipped head, they would either slap your head or mm. seniors will slap your head or things mm. like that. Yeah, so it was really brutal. Wow. Yeah, we need. To, I mean, look, even if you're not homeschooling, <laughs> schools need to stop some of these yeah. things for yeah. real. Yeah. Yes, it's it's really and, a detrimental. Parents can protect their children from the system. Too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely yeah so um it's it's i think it's great that your husband was supportive right from the get-go because i'm i'm sure i'm i'm curious so let me not put words in your mouth what Mm -hmm. was it like for your other family members or or your friends um when you said you were homeschooling or was it easy for you because you started right from the time he was young so it wasn't like, you know, you were pulling him out of school or anything like that. I, I don't think any homeschooling family would say it was easy <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> external family members. Because, and even now that people still now understand what homeschool is about because of the pandemic, it's still difficult because mm. the people feel like, okay, so when he was younger, we understood right mm. it was we understood but now that he's older should he not be reading mm. is he, why, why is he not reading it, why is taking to school now so everybody's suggesting because then i should tell them oh don't worry when he's five so that they'll get off my back like and now he's five in a month five in a month and i'm like i'm not ready yet and they're like oh yeah now we're we'll looking for school so it's never easy that's mm. the truth and you think that the people that will understand for grandparents, no. They'll just be subtly trying to, because they know that I have a mind of my own and mm. they won't want to say 
they can't force me, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll be saying, mm-hmm. when is this child going to school? They will speak Yoruba. I'm mm-hmm. telling me, when is this child going to school? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, yeah. at least I'll just look away and say, ah, I don't know yet. So. They can't tell me you must take him to school before because I'll ask them, okay, bring the school fees. You know, anybody wants to force me, I'll say, ah, okay, bring it. Let's, <laughs> That's let's an it. easy way out. <laughs> but the truth is that they also see, they started seeing the difference mm. with him and. So at that at that time when they started seeing the difference, they did not disturb me again. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's beginning to crop up again because of his age and them thinking that okay, yeah, yeah, done it long enough. Mm-hmm. Eh, it's okay. Yeah. But, but then we'll keep doing what we are doing. <laughs> well, get ready because it doesn't go away. Because yeah. of course my kids are older, <laughs> so it's still like, oh, okay, so now is she going to now that she's getting to high school <laughs> or you know now that they finished primary school ah, yeah mm. <laughs> we keep going we'll do what works for us if it's not working fine school is there <laughs> but yeah well, yeah <laughs> so how has it been like the homeschooling a toddler and then you were talking about working before yeah. when you first began mm-hmm. i i just i know that at that time you hadn't begun homeschooling but i would like you to talk about that because you know that's a lot of thing for parents some parents are getting to work from home a bit now yeah but they still you know it's still work it's right difficult. it's still yeah. quite a bit of work so how it's were you managing work. that or was it because he was younger and you were you didn't have to do as much with him it was okay, okay. can you talk about that a bit please yeah, so I left my job, okay. you know, the job I was working at. I was working in a um, a computing firm, a tech company, right? Okay. So, so I, but I left my job then, you know, okay. but I took a year gap, a year mm-hmm. Off, mm-hmm. of work, right? Which made it easy for me to transition into homeschooling. I took a year mm-hmm. off. It wasn't intentional because at the time I didn't know I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do. So taking that year off made me, help me focus on my child, right? Mm. Homeschooling. And I would say this, I know that it's a lot of sacrifice, you know, especially when you are homeschooling because you have a, one major income in your family mm-hmm. and, and it's a huge sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it's not easy. And that's the truth. What I have to sacrifice, I have to make now to work because I still work now, mm-hmm. but I'm sacrificing my sleep. <laughs> I'm sacrificing my own social life. Mm-hmm. I'm sacrificing a lot of a lot of things to be able to work mm-hmm. and homeschool. And the kind of work I can do is not it's not that significant, right? Mm-hmm. So, like I tell people you have to find a structure around the work that you want to do. It's a sacrifice. You cannot take on the level of work that you'd be taking if you were not homeschooling. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to now be ready to say, I'm willing to make the sacrifice or not, or else it can't work if you want to be the one to do it. It can't work, mm-hmm. right? So it's a sacrifice. <laughs> you have to choose 
Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it. Mm, yeah, I do product <laughs> I photography. I do product photography because for product photography, the client just has to send me the product. They don't have to see me. Mm. They don't have to. And when I am free, I will go and take the pictures. Right. So yeah. sometimes after our homeschool day, and I know that oh, he's bored or something, then we go to the studio together to shoot. And I can go there in the evening and finish at. So when we are going, we'll take our pajamas and everything. So that when we are coming back, everybody has eaten and everybody's fine. So we'll just mm-hmm. go and sleep. So those are the sacrifices I make to ensure that I can work and still homeschool, right? Yeah. When yeah. you go for swimming, I can be editing a picture. So mm-hmm. things like that is, is a balancing act. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. And sometimes I have to let, let go of work because I'm like, oh, I can't do this right now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Can you come some other time? If it's convenient for you, if it's not, oh, well, I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, thank you. Thanks for that. That's some truth that yeah. you're speaking there. You know, it's important. And, Carissa, I think we have to have an episode on this mm-hmm. because a lot of people... You know, I've talked to people, they kind of want to homeschool, but like you just said, Tommy, it's a sacrifice and people are not ready or they're trying to have both. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just really difficult because we just have 24 hours in a day, right? Yeah. So something has to give. And so it's just trying to figure out. And I think that's going to look different for everybody. everybody. Yes, you yeah. just have to figure out by knowing upfront what you're telling people now that you know there is going to be some sacrifice <laughs> what it's going to be will depend on you mm-hmm. I guess all right so let's shift gears a bit to talking about cuddles right mm-hmm. how's it been like homeschooling a toddler because this is an overwhelming age even when even when you're sending them to school at this age it's overwhelming. How much more when they are with you <laughs> <laughs> all day long? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you make sure that he's engaged? What are some things that you do? Um, of course, I, I follow you on Instagram. So I know that I know some of the things, but I'd like you to tell our listeners because I think you, yeah. you do this quite well. So please share, share some of the things that you do to, to keep him engaged so he's not on the screens all day long. And then there are some that you do need that too but <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> uh, so so um right uh, it's only, only a, homeschooling a toddler is only what i have known right <laughs> that's true so, yeah <laughs> so it, it is like you've mentioned is very very overwhelming especially with big emotions going through the day and all of that mm-hmm. but what we have done is we do theme-based activities and we are, I'm, I would say I'm an unschooling theme-based mom mm. because we do theme-based activities, but with the mindset from an unschooling perspective. Okay. Mm. In the sense that I believe that, you know, while, you know, the unschooling is, you know, they believe you learn along, um, you follow the child. But I also believe that, if you don't present things to the child, they won't know what they want to learn, mm-hmm. which is why I do theme-based activities. Um, 
it for the themes, right? It's just to um, open his eyes and his mind to a world of other things outside of what we know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we are doing things on transportation, doing things on music, doing things on. But for my own approach, if you don't want to do it, it's fine, right? Okay. So, mm-hmm. but I'll present it to you. I'll let you be aware of it. So that you can come to me later and say, oh, I'm interested in doing this. Mm. I'm interested in doing that. Then we can pursue that, right? Okay. And just go with your interest, right? So, But I'm ensure that I, I present a lot of in, um, diverse topics to him so that he can have. So we create activities around that. Sometimes he's interested, sometimes he's not, right? So, and then we try to go out a lot, you know, because if you don't go out again, you can't know what you're interested in. <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. Yeah. So if you don't go out and experience the world, you can't know which one is fascinating to you. You can't know which one is not fascinating to you. So now I know that my son is not fascinated by museums and all of that because we went <laughs> and I saw his reaction. <laughs> like, okay, we'll try a bit more when you're older, right? If you're yeah. older, and you're still not five interested, years later. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Oh, yeah, this one is not for you. But we went swimming, and it's like. Can we go back to the pool? Can we go back to the pool? Can we go back to the pool every single day? And I'm like, okay, swimming lessons. Let's do swimming lessons because you show me that you're interested in it. So that's my approach to his own learning and how I engage him during the day. Of course, now because of the new baby and all, he's always bored. Now, <laughs> I wish boredom is good. Boredom is good yeah, it yeah. is. So. It is. <laughs> because we, I try as much as possible not to watch screens until the weekend mm. because I've seen what it does to him personally. I am for it. I mean, I, I know screens can be good and can be educational and all, but for him, I've seen what it does to him and I'm not mm. happy with it. So I'm like, okay, only weekends, mm. right? So, so he's, so he's always bored and he wants to go out. And me, I, right now, I don't have the strength and capacity <laughs> for all the houses I want to go for. So mm. I try to imagine. Yeah, so that's how we are trying to balance it every day. We'll have to wrap up here, but we will continue this conversation in our next episode, so do join us then. Thank you for listening to the Homeschool Conversations Africa podcast.